Welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged. I am your host, Tammy West. Today with a topic that I told you a couple of days ago on social media might be a little bit rough, but then I'm thinking, I don't know why I said that because I'm an open book. I'm transparent. I talk about this stuff all the time. I guess maybe I was thinking by rough, it might, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's talking about medication and your mental health can be, let's just say controversial. And I had an experience this past week, which I will not give you any details about because it would just be the wrong thing to do. There's no way I could like keep hidden like where it happened or what. I'm just going to say it was a conversation ensued about the topic of mental health that reminded me we aren't there yet. Do you know what I mean? Like the conversation has moved forward so much and I'm so excited, especially through the pandemic. If, you know, if nothing else, I say, is that not like gotta be a book if nothing else good came from COVID, but we are talking more about mental health. But this conversation reminded me that, mm, yeah, but we have a long way to go. So what I did was I, I thought, okay, I, I wrote down some thoughts and, and by thoughts I meant I mean, I, I wrote down questions for myself about the use of medication and my mental health. And in just a minute, I want to share my quick story with you in case you haven't heard it before. And, and actually, even if you have heard it before, you probably don't know where I am right now. So I want you to hear me and my journey, and I want you to think about you and your journey. And then I'm going to read those questions and I'm going to read them in order the way that they popped into my head. So even though it might not make any like sense, like there might not be a flow, but they popped into my head the way that they did for a reason. And so I will read them that way. I will give a disclaimer. There's a disclaimer in the description of consider yourself hugged, but in particularly today, the disclaimer is I am absolutely not here to give you any advice about using medications or not using medications. I am not here to advise you on what you should or shouldn't do in your mental health journey. And you've heard me say this before, don't let anybody shame you into not taking care of your mental health. That is your decision. That is between you and yourself, you and your trusted doctor, trusted friends, trusted spouse, you and God. It is not, it, it is your decision. So having said that, the quick backstory, if you don't know me, I grew up with anxiety disorder starting probably at the age of nine and debilitating panic attacks as a child every single day of my life for several years. Then as an adult in 1995, I was in a mental hospital diagnosed with generalized anxiety, um, panic disorder, PTSD, and depression. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Sometimes I'm like, was it OCD? And I'm like, no, that's just what I think might be happening now. Anyway, so these are these were my diagnoses. I got out of the mental hospital. I was discharged. I think it was on maybe Zoloft and also Clonopin. So most people know Zoloft is an antidepressant, but it's a serotonin regulating drug for your brain. And it's also used to treat anxiety. My depression was pretty mild. For me, it was mainly anxiety and panic. Um, Clonopin, the other one that I was on, similar to Xanax, it's a, uh, it's a tranquilizer and that's the medication that I took as needed when I needed to be brought off the ledge because getting out of the mental hospital, I was better 
like I was functional, but I had a long way to go. And so I continued to have panic attacks off and on. I, I don't know, maybe for a couple of years, a year, I don't know, but not, not often, often, and I could function, but that clonopin saved my life from time to time because it brought me down. And then the Zoloft or whatever it was at the time. So that's 1995. Let's say for sake of argument that, I don't know what that means for sake of argument in this case, but you know what I mean? 1997 maybe is when I stopped using um, antidepressants and mental health meds. You know, I, I had spiritual healing um, through God. I had counseling, lots of different things. Fast forward. 2020 and then COVID so many COVID things. And I'm not going to tell that story again, but lost a lot of things. Kids moved home and I made the decision preemptively. Really. It wasn't that I was having panic attacks. It wasn't that my anxiety was debilitating, but I knew there were a couple of things that were coming up and every trigger I had was about to converge on me. And so I talked with my husband. I, you know, for me prayed about it. And I thought it's been almost 25 years. I'm going back on. It was Lexapro. So I went on Lexapro, 10 milligrams, took that for, I'm going to say about six or nine months. I probably should have had my ducks in a row before I recorded this, but it really doesn't matter. I took it for six or nine months, weaned off. And then several months later, so this would have been around September, October of 2022, I started having all these speaking engagements and they were huge and they were high paying and they were big crowds. And what happened? Imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I know I've done an episode about this. And I began having some pretty serious anxiety and even some panic attacks. Okay. So I was like, well, I felt so much better when I was on the Lexapro. It was really helping. So I went back on it. At five milligrams a day is what the doctor decided. I had no problem doing that. I'm just here to tell you now. Did not feel guilty about it. Did not feel like I gave a crap if anyone decided to judge me. That's what I needed to do. For my mental health journey at the time, that was my decision. So here we are now, February. And as I'm recording, it is February 7th, I think. Anyway, um, I am weaning off of the five milligrams. Um, and just if any of you have taken it, for me, I'm pretty sensitive to medication. So when I hear people say they can't take antidepressants because it makes them sick, and I get that. When I first started taking it, I felt like I had the flu every single morning. I was shaky. I was anxious. My teeth would grit. I would just sit on the sofa in the morning by myself and just rock. And just, it was awful, but I thought, you know what? I, I, I thought this might happen. I'm going to stick with it within a couple of weeks that faded away, but I also have those symptoms when I'm weaning off. And even if I wean off very, very slowly. So like right now, um, I have 10 milligram tablets that I had left over from before. So those I cut in half to take five, you know, the, the dosage, but now that I'm weaning, I'm doing five milligrams every other day and 2.5. So I have to cut to a quarter of a pill. So I'm weaning very, very, very slowly and I feel okay, but I, but I do have some of those kind of fluish shaky, um, just, just those symptoms that I had before. So through this, a couple of things happened 
that made me think, you know what, why am I, why am I weaning off of them? Why did I take them to begin with? And so I wrote down some things. I'm not quite ready for that yet, though. There are so many opinions and research facts out there about antidepressants. And that's what I'm going to talk today about is, is, is these antidepressant medications, but you can relate it to whatever you're taking. Um, I, I hope that you pay attention to those things. I am listening to a book on Audible right now, and I forget every single time. The title is The Mind and the Moon. It's probably going to start playing when I, okay, The Mind and the Moon, My Brother's Story, the Science of Our Brains, and the Search for Our Psyches by Daniel Bergner. So this is what it looks like on Audible. I heard it. Uh, he was interviewed on podcast is where I heard it. And I thought it was fascinating. So anyway, now I feel like I'm getting like off track. Uh, I think probably the best thing to do is just jump in to these questions. So here we go. Just questions. You with me? Just questions. These are questions I ask myself. Number one, am I clear on my purpose in using the medication? So for me, my purpose was to manage the anxiety that I was having. Okay, sorry, I have to unhook a monitor here because it's acting wonky. I just finished doing a webinar with dual monitors right before I started recording and it's causing my mouse to like flip over to the other monitor. So am I clear? And I'm gonna change, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say I, because I want you to ask yourself the, the same question. And I'm also going to be a little bit harsh on myself. Doesn't mean I'm being harsh on you. Um, and these questions will come up along the way too. But I realized as this question was coming to me, that part of my purpose was avoidance. So in all, and I, I again, I didn't, I told you a minute ago that I didn't feel guilty. I didn't care. And give a crap what anybody else thought. And I still feel that way. However, as I'm assessing and asking myself, well, what was your purpose in taking it? Part of my purpose was to avoid those feelings. Listen, we don't, who wants to feel anxious? Who wants to feel depressed? And if there's something that can help you, we want that. Okay. So, so we'll come back to that in a minute. So number one, am I clear on my purpose in using medication? Number two, am I working on my mental health in other ways? <clears throat> no, I mean, now I am, but when I took medication before and when I decided to go back on it, no, I, I've said for years that I'm pro medication and, and listen, there are different levels of mental health for, for what I'm talking about right here is anxiety, depression. I'm not talking about, um, bipolar disorder. I'm not talking about schizophrenia, multiple person. I'm not talking about any of those I'm talking about anxiety, depression, and in particularly my anxiety. So I'm just being honest with you. I was not doing anything else. And I've always said that medication been pro medication, but not by itself, because anybody who's been on it can tell you that they're just because they take it doesn't mean that life goes and in fact, I've heard this phrase so many times before, well, I'm crazy if I don't take my medicine. And I don't really like that because that really indicates that it's the dependence on medicine, no further growth. Number three, am I ashamed of my journey? 
And I asked this question because, as you know, when I said earlier that the mental health conversation is getting so much better, but we're not there, whatever there means, I think there means is, is the stigma gone? Is the shame gone from people? Um, so when I think about taking medication, am I ashamed of that? Am I embarrassed? I am not. Ask yourself that question. Number four, what is my diagnosis? Isn't that weird? I told you they were going to be in no certain order, but, and what I mean here is your diagnosis very much um, at least begins to drive what it is that you do. And you decide that with your medical doctor, with your psychiatric practitioner, with your social worker practice, whoever is, you know, helping you and guiding you. Some, some providers can prescribe, some cannot, you may, you may not need that. You might, but you got to figure out what it is you're dealing with. And even if, you know, I don't know, having a diagnosis sometimes is even difficult because I don't want you to be pinned in, you know, no, I can't do this because of my anxiety. No, I can't do this because of my impression and my depression. There can be limitations, but just be careful about the diagnosis, not becoming who you are. So instead of saying, I am this, or I am that you can talk about it more in the terms of the diagnosis. Am I still number five? Am I still growing as a person? So I'm going to go back to when I said, am I working on my journey in other ways? And this is related to that. So again, back to when I first went on it and then I went, when I went back on it, no, no, I wasn't. That's just, I am now. I think I even did that session about your mental health journey in 2023. What choices are you making? So I've been trying to, I'm listening to that book. I'm listening to other podcasts, <coughs> talking to people. I did schedule an EMDR appointment, which I talked about before. I haven't gone yet. And honestly, right now it's a sheer matter of juggling the finances because it can be quite expensive and it can take some time. So I will do that. I'm not there yet. Number six, is medication one part of my journey or the only part? So in the beginning, it was the only part. I was just waiting for it to take effect, waiting for it to make me feel better. And if you've been on antidepressants before, it can take a couple of weeks. So I'm just... I'm just waiting, biding my time, avoiding things, not growing, not trying other things. <clears throat> now it's a part of my journey. For me, it is a temporary part. See, I know my triggers. My triggers are very much um, self-esteem related. When I think I've messed up, screwed up, made a huge mistake. Um, it's also family conflict. Those are life situations. And if that's the only time where my anxiety seriously flares, then I don't believe that I am a candidate, someone who needs to be on medication for the rest of my life. So it was a part of my, it was my whole journey. And then it became part of my journey. And now I'm going to leave that behind on my journey. Number seven, do I understand the science? I'm not saying that you have to, go get a degree in biology or do any of that, but at least inform yourself. As I'm listening to this book, um, The Mind and the Moon, see, I, you know, I, I'm going to call it The Man and the Moon. It's The Mind and the Moon. I think I, there are things that I've forgotten. You know, I have a biology degree. I used to teach biology, but there are so many things I've forgotten. So if I'm going to put something in my body, 
short-term, long-term, or forever, then I want to understand what's happening inside of my body. So do you understand the science? Number eight, do I ask questions of my provider? I love my primary care provider, a woman nurse practitioner, but I'll be honest, it's one of those things where I just told her I wanted the medication and she gave it to me and I didn't ask her any questions. And she asked me a couple of questions. I'm not faulting her. I'm just saying, we got to have that conversation asking them, do you think I should, that I'll need to be on this forever? Do you think, do you have other resources for me? Can you tell me um, how this might affect me long-term? Questions, write them down before you go in. Number nine, am I getting counseling? You can see that these are all related, but some of them are very specific. Um, am I getting counseling? So for me, it's a no right now. You know, my husband have had, and I've had a pretty rough financial time since COVID. My speaking finally came back and he lost his job in corporate sales and hearing aid, hearing aid industry. And so he's building his photography. We lost our insurance. And so I'm telling you this just to say, look, I understand that sometimes we have to prioritize. So it's been a no, but it's coming back. And then number 10, this is going to sound so strange, but I believe it will be so powerful for you. You might know that I study a field called discursive psychology, and it's about the way we use words. It's about words creating action. And it's also about the risk of words, like how we use them. We use them in certain ways in certain situations, but maybe we would say something different in another situation. So having said that, I'll put a link to, I think I've done a session about it before. Number 10 is what do I call the medication? So what I mean is instead of saying my medicine or my meds or my medication, say the Lexapro the Zoloft, the Xanax, whatever it is. When you say my medication, it becomes a part of who you are. It becomes very personal to you. It becomes something that um, could elicit fear for you to give that up. Not that I'm saying you need to give it up, but it just becomes a part of you and your being. When you call it the Lexapro, it becomes a separate part of your being. It becomes just part of what you're doing in your life and not all of what you're doing. Does that sound weird? I, I was doing it. I was like, well, my medicine, my medicine, my medicine. And as soon as I started calling it the Lexapro, I'm going to wean off the Lexapro because that's what it is. It's a medication. And in the future for me, it's not going to be mine anymore. You know, my goal for my mental health journey is to pay attention to my mind and my body. I'm not saying I will never go on meds again. I don't know. But I do believe that as I continue to grow and learn for where I am and my level of mental health and well-being, that I have other steps that I can take that won't make. And another thing I didn't say is it makes me sleepy and I'm kind of tired of being sleepy. It doesn't matter when I take it, I'm still sleepy. So I hope that this was helpful to you. Remember, I want to, you know, again, say this was not intended to judge, advise anything. It's just some things for us to think about because more than anything, what I want for you is for you to feel that you have choices, 
for you to feel that you have power, for you to feel that you have options, that you are never someone who is at the mercy of someone else, of someone else's judgment, of someone else's opinion without fully talking to yourself as you move forward in your choices. So thank you for joining me. I'm always grateful that you're here with me. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, download, rate, review, wherever you listen, invite your friends to join us. I think I'm going to have some exciting things coming forward. I've already told you I'm doing a second edition of the Stress Club. That's still going full force. I'm going to start recording the class. I'm beginning to get some decor. I'm going to paint. I'm going to get all this ready. It's a very exciting time. So I hope that you'll stay with me for that. If you don't follow me on social media, I mainly do Facebook. Um, so my professional page is in the show notes. And also if you're a woman and you're not part of our A Place for Women for women private group, then do that as well. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this has been helpful. And until I see you next time, consider yourself hugged. <laughs>